We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Then I will make my covenant with you, between me and you, and, and I will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. Someone shout very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my, my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your, your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and I will be their God. Verse 9. Then God said to Abram, Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, here it goes, every male among you must be circumcised. Every male among you must be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight, Days old. Somebody shout eight. eight. Shout eight. eight. For, for the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or brought with your money from a foreigner, those who are not your offspring. Verse 13, whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Somebody shout amen. For Abram, it's been, <clears throat> at this time, it's been 24 years since God has called him out of his father's house. Um, Abram's father's house was a place where family was. It was a place where Abram's face was known. It was a familiar place. It was a place that was comfortable for him. But God calls him to leave the known, the place that was familiar to him, and he calls him to go to a place that he would show him. He didn't have all of the details when he had to leave and leave his father's house. He didn't have a full understanding or could grasp necessarily what God was taking him, but he had to leave the, the familiar for the unfamiliar because he was trusting God to take him a place that he would show him. At the same time, God called Abram to leave the familiar for the unfamiliar. God makes him 
a promise. And he says to him that I'm going to rise up a nation out of you. I am going to raise up a people from you that is going to bless my name. I'm going to, I'm going to raise a people up out of you um, that is going to be set apart from me, that's going to be a holy people from me. Not only am I going to raise a nation up out of you, but I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you so much that wherever you go is going to be blessed. The earth is going to be blessed because you're there. You're going, you, you, the, the blessing is going to be on you so heavy that people is going to come in contact with you and their life is going to be changed and blessed because I'm going to bless you so much. But 24 years later, even though God had blessed Abram, he favored Abram immensely for all of those years, for 24 years. And oh, by the way, 24 is a multiple of eight. He had blessed Abram for 24 years. He kept Abram and graced him and gave him favor for all of those years. But he still had not received what God promised him when he called him. And, and, and because it took so long, somebody shout so long. Doesn't God take so long sometimes to do things? Just so long. And because it took so long after waiting for 24 years, the question raised up in Abram, is God going to do what he promised me when he called me? So at a tender, tender age of 99, <laughs> 24 years after Abram leaves his father's house and he leaves the, the familiar for the unfamiliar, God shows up and he says, Abram, I'm getting ready to raise up a nation out of you. I'm getting ready to deliver on what I promised. What you've been waiting for for these past 24 years, that's been so long. Somebody shout, so long. So that you've been waiting on for so long, I'm getting ready to deliver on what I promised. But before I do, you and everybody under your roof has to bear my covenant. Somebody shout, bear the covenant. The reason why, hear me on this, the reason why, Abram, that you and everybody in your household has to bear my covenant, because I, I, I want to make sure that the world knows that I'm the one responsible for what's getting ready to happen through you. I want the world to know that I'm the one responsible for that family coming back together. I want the world to know that I'm the one responsible for fixing their mind. I want the world to know that through you, things are going to get changed, but it's all because of me. It's all because you're in covenant with me. So what I want you to do, Abram, is to bear my covenant. Shout, bear the covenant. Truth Movement Church, could you do me just one quick favor and, and, and pronounce our, our, our mantra for this year and our theme for the rest of this year in eight years of ministry. And I need for you to tell eight people that it, it is this, this is the year that we must bear the covenant. Tell eight people, bear the covenant. Shall bear the covenant. Make my covenant with you plain. Make your relationship, make my relationship with you plain to the world. Let them know that we're together. Let them know that we're in this relationship together. Let them know that what's getting ready to come from your life is coming from me because you're in a covenant relationship with me. And God is calling this ministry in its eighth year of ministry to bear the covenant. Not to carry the covenant, 
to bear the covenant, to expose the covenant, to make the covenant clear to the world that this is what it looks like to be in relationship with my God, Jehovah, to be in relationship with the one who can and will do anything. Somebody shout, bear the covenant. I want to do some more. Let's go to verse 12. I'm sorry, verse 9. Let's do verse 9. I promise I got a few points today. I'm going to get to them, okay? I don't want you to be off rhythm because you know I teach points. But I'm going to get there. Verse 9, watch this. Then God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, here's the list, Every male among you, you shall, excuse me, every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. Now to me, this is just the way my head works. God set Abraham up in this, just a little bit to me. Um, God starts to give Abraham um, the details of the covenant and what it was supposed to look like. And he says to him, um, every male among you must be circumcised. And if I'm Abram, I hear that and I say, yes, Lord, every male among me must be circumcised. They need to be circumcised, Lord. And I'm going to be praying for them. I'm going to stand in the gap for them while this thing takes place. There needs to be a stripping of way. There needs to be a cutting of way of, of all of these things. And yes, Lord, you are right. Every male among me needs to be circumcised. But then he messed them up because verse 11, he says, you are to undergo circumcision. So now if I'm Abraham, I'm mad. No, 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 I'm upset. I'm upset at this point because, because, because here's the way, and I'm just telling you the way that my mind works. When you called me from where I was doing what I was doing, this part of me was part of me before you called me. This part of me was with me when you gave me the promise. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago, this wasn't a problem for you. So why is it a problem now, God? Why all of a sudden I got to be cut for something that was okay just a week ago? Why do I got to cut it now? Here's what God says. That part of you can't take part in my promise. So you have to understand that there are some things that I got to cut away in order for you to take part of my promise. I don't care if it's this big or this big. That part of you can't take part of my promise. Oh, I'm going to teach you how serious God is about his promise. He will, <laughs> he will choose you. Israel was his chosen people. I chose them as my people. And then because there was a part of them that couldn't go into the promised land, he let them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until that part of them died. I'm teaching so good today, y'all don't even know what to do with this stuff. <laughs> Listen to me. You're wandering around in life and things are not working and things are not sticking and things are not coming to fruition because there's a part of you that can't be take part in the promises that God has for your life. And God was saying to Abraham, listen to me, before this promise comes to fruition in your life, that part has to go. So that spirit of pride that you got, it got to go. That's, that spirit of arrogance that you have that you label as confidence has to go. 
That spirit of lust that you kind of hide and you push down, but you do it on the low, that has to go. That part of you has to go because it cannot take part in my promise. And what messes people up is that, Lord, it's been okay all of this time. I've been following you. I've been calling you my own, and you've been calling me your son. But God is saying, listen to me. When I take you into my promise, it's got to be pure. I'm not giving my promise to anybody. I'm giving it to people who are willing to sacrifice what's necessary to obtain what I got for them. So, Abram, if you want this, I'm cutting some stuff away. So, listen. Can we talk for just a moment? Y'all family. For the past two years, he's had me cutting stuff away from me. I mean, stuff in me. That, that's been me all of my life. He's had me cutting stuff away and off of me and, and out of me and, and, and pulling stuff. Out. That spirit of pride that comes up every now and again, that's Pastor Wanzel every now and again. I can be very prideful that time. And, and he was just working on me the past few years. He's been working. And I'm saying to myself, God, what are you doing? And the dots didn't connect until I started to prepare this message. He's been preparing me for what he's promised. In the eighth year of this ministry, He's preparing me for what he promised to it. Oh, that missed you. That didn't, that didn't land on you the way it landed on me. You see, it wasn't making sense. Why, God, are you cutting these things away from me? This is who Wanzel has always been. And when you called me and you made me pastor, it was fine then. But why is it not good now? Because this is the year that you bear my covenant. This is the year that you do... Shall bear the covenant. You see, there are some promises that's going to keep escaping you. There are some things that you're going to hear in church that's just never going to land on you because you're not willing to cut those things. Here's the beautiful thing, and this is awesome. He gives the knife to you. God doesn't have the knife. <laughs> y'all, y'all not, this is not working the way it needs to be. He, he, God doesn't have the knife. He gives the knife to you, and he says, cut it away. I'm going to let you pick and choose. You can play doctor right now. I'm giving you the knife. You cut it away. So that relationship, that feeling, that emotion, that thing that you do all the time behind closed doors, I need for you to cut that away because it does not work where I have my promise. You messed me up because you sit right there. (laughs) You said something up here about somebody who was wanting a spouse or something like that, and you said they ain't going to get them because they got that part of them? Oh, oh, y'all, I can stay here all day if you want me to. (laughs) It's the anniversary. It's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be good. (laughs) So let's get this, this, this next one. Let's go to verse 12. <clears throat> for the gen- yo, verse, verse 12 for generations to come every male among you who was eight days shall eight you didn't say it good enough this is the eighth year anniversary somebody shall eight. eight for generations to come every male among you who is eight days old 
must be circumcised, <clears throat> including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not your offspring, whether born in your household or bought with, with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. So now after God tells Abram, after you got yourself prepared for what I'm getting ready to do, now it's time for you to get them prepared. And here's how you identify the timing to get them ready. He says, from the day of birth, I want you to count eight cycles of time. And in the instance of this, this infant, it's a day. But I want you to count eight cycles of time. And on the eighth cycle of time, I want you to cut away, watch me now, anything that overshadows, anything that obscures what I want to be exposed in their life. Let me say it again because you missed it. He says, from the day of his birth, I want you to count eight cycles of time. Somebody say eight. eight. Eight cycles of time. And on the eighth cycle, I want you to cut away anything that overshadows that obscures what I want to be exposed in their life. Because this year is the year that they bear the covenant. So I'm going to tie the knots together because I can see that you're lagging behind a little bit this Sunday. So in the instance of Truth Movement Church, in its eighth cycle of time, in its eighth year of ministry, I want you to tell my people that I want them to cut away anything that obscures or overshadows what I want to be exposed in their life. So anything that stands in the way or obscures what God is trying to bring forth in your life, tell them I want them to cut that away. I'm throwing y'all off because I usually teach points, yeah? I got you hooked up. I got three points. But I'm not going to talk to them. I'm just going to give them to you. Here's the, so listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. I'm going to give you three things that God wants you to cut away. Three. Just three things. God is waiting on us to cut so he can do. You see, he's already done the work in me. So now he's got to do the work in you. And he gave me three things that he wants to cut. Here's the first one. Point number one is a contradictory lifestyle. I'm going to read my notes so I don't stay on this all day. God wants us to cut away any lifestyle that doesn't fully align with who God is calling you to be according to his word. God wants us to, to, to cut away any lifestyle that obscures who you're supposed to be according to his word. It's quiet. I love it when it gets quiet because that means it's sinking in and it's getting deep and it's hitting that spot that I needed to hit. Listen to me. This is what God told me. I don't, I don't care what you think about how you live. 
I don't care about your opinion about how you live. I don't care what's on Instagram about how you live. I don't care what video you saw on, on, on YouTube about how you're living. And however you decide to justify how you're living, I do not care. If it does not align with my word, shout his word. If it does not align with my word, it has to be cut away. Because the you that I want to expose is inside of my word. So you need to cut away the lifestyle that's keeping what I have for you and the promises I have for you in the dark. That's why I was like, I don't do it that much. Cut it away. Pastor Wanzo, I don't even want to be doing this no more. Cut it away. I truly don't even like doing this no more. Cut it away. Pastor Wanzo, I've been doing this so long, I don't think I can stop. Cut it away. Because the person that God desires for you to be is in his word. He gave us a blueprint of the person that he is calling you to be. And I promise you, listen to me, I know that he's calling you because you go to this church. You go to Truth Movement Church. And we make sure that we give you God's word raw and uncut exactly how it is. There is no filler. So I know you know who you're supposed to be. I know you know. This wasn't supposed to be anniversary service, was it? It was supposed to be nice and it was supposed to be fun. God is saying, stop doing this contradictory stuff. Stop lying to yourself and telling yourself it's okay. Stop lying to yourself and tell, I don't have a choice. I got to be like this. God is saying, cut it away. I gave you the knife to cut it away. The second one. Point number two is idolatrous worship. Idolatrous worship. I'm going to let you write for a second. I don't know why Cody comes to church with a notepad and a pen when he could just put it in his phone. So the whole church had to wait on Cody because he writing. And then he write with these big loopy letters. It's just so <laughs> long. Shout idolatrous worship. I'm, I'm here to tell you um, that if you are not I got a verse, and I want to make sure I give it to you. Make sure you write this down, Isaiah 43, 21. This people I have formed for myself. Jordan, you get any more plain than that? He says, these people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. You like plain stuff? I like plain stuff too. I'm reading again because it's so plain. Um, this people I have formed, I created, I made, I put together, I gave life to for myself. They shall declare my praise. So, 
watch me on this. If I was created to worship God, then I was created a worshiper. And if I am not here on a Sunday morning singing praises unto God, which is worship, or I'm not worshiping God by the way that I live my life, that means that I'm worshiping something else. So now the, 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 the phrase um, devil worshiper like makes us think somebody in a, in a, in a, in a tent in, in, in a, you know, doing some, some crazy stuff. No, 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 no. Because you're a worshiper, you're going to worship something. And if it's difficult for you to come to this place and sing praises unto God, and it's difficult for you to walk out of this place, out of these four walls, and live life that's worship unto God, a, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Sacrifice is worship in the Old Testament. He's saying, listen to me, you, have to, you, you are created to worship in all of your being, in everything that you do, you're created to worship. And if you're not worshiping me, you worshiping something. I wish I had my phone, but some of us is. You can't go to work because. Uh, or I go deeper. Go deeper. No, y'all don't want me to go because I didn't hear everybody. Somebody shout, go deeper. You get into this phone and then you see somebody's life that you like. And then you start worshiping them and you start following them. And they're so cool. Babe, did you see what they did yesterday? I wish we could be those people. Is it too much this morning? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Idolatrous worship. He wants it cut away. Listen to me, y'all. He wants it cut away. He wants it cut away. Because here's the thing. If you're worshiping that, then that means that you're not in my presence. And in my presence is where you find yourself. So I ain't got to sweat. I'm just using terminology because I grew up hip-hop. I ain't got to sweat nobody else's life if I know who who I am in Christ Jesus. You see, when you get baptized, the old things are passed away. And I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm trying not to stay here all day. I need to go because we got food to eat. (laughs) Idolatrous worship. He's saying these things need to be cut away, y'all. For some of y'all, it's not your phone. It's where you find escape. Hmm. It is not where, it is how. Because I can't calm down until. Don't do it. But listen, 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 listen. When you say that I can't calm down until I get this or I hit that or I drink this, what you're doing is falling on your knees and worshiping. The devil is saying, assume the position. Okay. I feel I'm doing too much. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Most pastors don't want this quietness. I love it. 
I, am, I embrace it. Let's get number three. And then I'm going to close. Yes? Have you gotten anything thus far? Number three is this, reluctancy to give. <clears throat> I'm going to try to, to say this as plain as I can. We, somebody shout we. We are going to be a generous church. Somebody shout we. we. I counted everybody in the room, so I know how many voices I should hear at this point. So I want you to see, you know what I'm saying? Because if I don't say it, then I ain't got to. <laughs> Somebody shout we. we. We will be a generous church. We won't be reluctant about giving a tithe and an offering to this ministry for the kingdom. I thought Pastor Tina said something so powerful. It was powerful to me. I think it was last Sunday you did offering? Last Sunday. She said that something along the lines that you've already made up your mind about giving. So before Devin walks up on the stage, before Jordan walks up on the stage, it doesn't matter what they say. Because you you already know. Your reluctancy is overshadowing how God desires to bless you in your life. Say that again. Your reluctancy to give is overshadowing, it is overpowering what God desires to do in your life. In the book of Malachi, God says, why do you rob me? Watch this now. He's not saying that you rob me with monetary dollars and cents. I mean, he could because the whole hundred belongs to him. He's just asking for 10% back so that, you can, so that you can show your love for him. But, but he could have said that you're robbing me because you're not giving and you're not giving an offering. But what he was truly saying is that you're robbing me of my opportunity to bless you. Your reluctancy is overshadowing. It is overpowering what I truly want to do in your life. Do you understand how powerful that is? I'm going to call you back. Somebody shout we. Mm -mm. I felt two or three people drop off already. Somebody shout we. We will be a generous church. I don't care where you got to start. You know the standard. You know, what, you know what a tithe is. We teach it every Sunday. We know it's 10%. We are going to be a generous church because we want God's hand upon everything that we do. Not just for this ministry. But I want his hand upon your life. Listen to me. Devin and Portia are not lying to you. I was there for every step of the way. I've watched God do something with somebody who decided that they were going to be a giver. I've seen it with my own two eyes. 
Stop them at the church. I guarantee you they could tell you 25, 30, 50 stories that they just kept giving and decided to be generous. And they don't even know how it turned around. Because they decided that their reluctancy to give was not going to overshadow what God was going to do in their life. We will be a generous church. 20% of this ministry should not have to carry 100% of the load. Oh, some of y'all might have missed service when I said that. But 20% of you give on a a consistent basis. 20%. It's like that in every church, Jordan. It's not just here. It's like that in every church. But we ain't no regular, regular church. Is that the phrase? It's regular, regular. Y'all heard that? We're not a regular church. So that means, say it with me. That means more than 20%. We're going to stop being reluctant to give. I'm just going to teach, babe, I'm going to give one more little something on this and I'm done. It, it, I applaud you that you give every now and again. I applaud you. It's good. But I know from Scripture that in God's mind, giving has a rhythm. That is how your giving, I gotta say it in rhythm, hits. This church. I need for you to stop allowing the reluctancy to give. To keep you in a place of financial bondage. Number one was contradictory lifestyles. Number two is idolatrous worship. Number three was reluctancy to give. All right, I got to close. Let's go to verse 14. Y'all ready? Mm. I heard what it sounded like when you're together. (laughs) Are y'all ready? All right, verse 14, watch this. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Now, I don't want you to misinterpret anything of what I'm getting ready to say. Because I think I mentioned this earlier is that I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Um, I'm going to love you and care for you because I am the shepherd of this house. It's my job. I like doing it. I love watching you grow. But I want you to understand that this word that God had given to or this, this demand that God had given to Abram, um, it wasn't optional. So God says to Abraham at this point, he says to him, so listen, 
Any male that's left in your house that's uncircumcised and haven't circumcised himself, circumcised himself, meaning like you got the knife. If you, if you don't do this cutting that I'm asking you to do, that I'm making apparent to you in this day, they should be cut off. In essence, what God was saying to Abraham was this. Either you cut or I will. Either you cut or I will. God has shown me I got to give you the rest of the story. So everyone gets circumcised and he starts this rhythm of circumcision on the eighth year. I mean, excuse me, on the eighth day. Eighth year for us, right? This is our circumcision year. So he starts circumcision and everybody's bearing the covenant. This is in his 24th year, which is a multiple of eight. Y'all see how deep Pastor Wanza got on this, like this, using this stuff? By the 25th year, his son, the promised son, was born. Hear me now. That means that his wife was impregnated in the eighth year with what was going to manifest itself in the ninth year. You see, that is the reason why that this cutting is so important. And it was important for me to have this conversation with you because God is ready to impregnate this ministry with what he promised. He's getting ready to do something in this space that he's never done before. He's getting ready to do something in this space that he promised me eight years ago when he called me to walk away from what was familiar. And I promise you, Pastor Wanzel, here for the work. I'm here for the work. But if you're connected to this ministry, if you're under my roof, <laughs> it's time for you to cut too. I am excited about what God is getting ready to do in our ministry. This thing that God is impregnating this ministry with is almost getting to a point where you can't contain it. I know on a Sunday morning sometimes I can't contain it. I'm screaming and... <laughs> Because I can see the growth, and he's starting us to grow deep and wide. So I don't know where your cutting is, but this is the year that we all go under the knife. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.